Hey guys, welcome to Musings with Banke. This is your host, Banke. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. You guys, if you hear me coughing, I'm a little under the weather. Myself and my guests, we are going to be coughing. <laughs> We're going to be coughing a little bit. Just bear with us, okay? This is a season of plenty of things going on in the air. So, thank you. Today, my guest is Jennifer. She's my co-worker and I enjoy talking to her so much. And that's why I brought her for this conversation. We're going to be talking about hair, how hair is political, everything in between. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Okay, thank you for listening. Okay, so I think for me, I think the biggest thing for me is that I didn't know how political hair was until I got to the U.S., right because yeah to me it was just hair it's just like oh because in nigeria i i I don't think i remember any point in nigeria where my hair was not permed Mm. my earliest memory of my hair my hair was Mm -hmm. permed Mm -hmm. and then throughout till seventh grade Mm -hmm. and then when i got to secondary school what you would call middle school and high school in america Mm -hmm. we had to cut our hair it was an all-girls catholic secondary school my hair was cut for the next six years of my life and then after graduation and then coming to the u.s that was when i started to grow my hair out again and i just started to grow it out and the biggest thing for me for not perming my hair was the money because making your hair in the u.s is expensive and i'm just thinking i'm not going to i'm not about to be paying a hundred dollars 120 every like eight weeks i don't have money for that right i think that was the biggest biggest thing that made me just keep my hair natural mm-hmm. but when you when i got here i think for me it was learning how i think movies like napoli ever after mm. just showed me how this one was afraid it was like a yes. phobia for her to for her not to have a weave it was just like she was fighting principalities and powers i was like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> what's happening no, really. And it's just like incorporate incorporate spaces the way especially black women. I think hair is political for everybody, but it's more political for some people than others. Agreed. I feel like for women in general, even for white women, as they start to age, because youth youthfulness in this country is such a big deal. Like Absolutely. people want their hair to look they don't want their hair to be grey, to be Yes. Right. So white women to be full, colored, yes, black, whatever it may be, but it, it <coughs> yes and then for black women it's another kind of political is the i want my hair to be sleek and straight whether with chemicals or with weaves and wigs Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. and for i think for black men it's like for men who wear locks it's like yes and an additional layer of aggressiveness is projected onto them onto you yes or like when you Mm -hmm. when you have like cornrows in your hair your skin lies like like hood or ghetto or things Agreed. like that Agreed. and it's just i don't know it's just weird it's very weird and then only to turn around and see it um see it on other races for example and then it'd be completely popularized and it's and like, cool yeah it's cool and then you know all the graces are given and all the flowers are given or it's cool and it's like this new thing and it's like no black women have been rocking this hairstyle for years and we've never ever gotten Mm -hmm. any kind of um appreciation for it nothing it's just projection on projection on projection you enter certain spaces it's like oh why is your hair like this 
her hair feels like cotton or it looks like cotton. You know, little comments like that from mm-hmm. co-workers who aren't of the same race as us, for example. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, corporate telling you that it's unprofessional. Or they'll even upon hiring, they'll tell you the dress code of the company and mm-hmm. they'll list mm-hmm. certain hairstyles that, you know, you can't wear. And Your hair has to be wear. in a slick bun. Exactly. Like, styles that don't, are not conducive for, like, black hair, Afro hair. Yes. It's just like what you said about, like, other cultures or ethnicities it's just like when kim kim kardashian wore braids and she was calling it boderic braids or something yes. funny <laughs> i don't remember i just remember thinking what's this one talking about right and and these are just the things even with braids even braids so are not even you would think like braids are accepted in the way yeah. that like sleek hair would be but it's not it's right not. it's not it's absolutely not i actually have a friend who um who works in like corporate corporate like top-notch corporate type you know um environment (laughs) and braids for her was just kind of like okay i get braids when i know for sure that i'm not going to be filmed Mm. so she worked in the media so if 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 she was being filmed or was going to be on television it's it's a no-go her Mm. hair is going to be straightened she's going to go to the salon she's going to have a dominican blowout something like that of that nature but she's not going to get braids for the time being. And so for that, like, imagine something like that where you have to, like, know your schedule. Like, what if abruptly they ask her to film, you know? So things like that. It's just very weird because other races don't deal with stuff like that. They, they just wake up, brush their hair, and go. Wash it, right? Literally. Exactly. Sometimes we don't even wash it. <laughs> it's accepted. It's never, you know, it's never a thing where, oh, my God, I can't go out. My hair isn't done. It's never like that mm-hmm. for other races, as far as I've, I've seen here. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I, I also agree with you that like hair has only been political when I when I came, when I moved here. It wasn't always like that, because like you said, for the most part, my childhood and my childhood, my hair was relaxed. Me too. And if it wasn't re- if it wasn't like out, you know, while freshly relaxed, mm-hmm. I, it had, I had braids. Yes, or like no, like baby styles, like cornrows and exactly. stuff. But I feel like in Nigeria, if your hair was natural, maybe if you went to the salons, your hairdressers <laughs> would give you slick comments like, um, ah, this your hair is hard though. Oh, yes. Hey, madam, won't you relax this hair so that we, you, you will not <laughs> yes. be crying? Just exactly. things like that. You might get comments like that. Yeah. But institutionalized, like, discrimination towards your yes. hair no. wasn't there. Yeah. It wasn't there, like... Most people would prefer, most people would encourage you to perm your hair. But mm-hmm. it's not like if you're on TV and you wear your hair natural. So yes. they would not give you airtime or something like that. It wasn't, exactly. it wasn't in that manner. Mm. Exactly. I agree. I agree. I agree. But see- it's also very funny how, especially now, currently, mm-hmm. hairdressers mm-hmm. are starting to also say things like, I work with natural hair, but you got to blow it out for me to do it yes you i don't like things like that <laughs> i don't know it's i'm just, just so like weird. like why why do i have to bring my hair straightened blown out everything yes. yeah. how is it now natural hair if if yes. it's in that manipulated yes always. yes it's always manipulated for it to be easier i don't know this new hairdresser this new crop of hairdressers man <laughs> They are, they are just something else. And the money they'll be charging you upon all these stressing, blood drying and stuff. Please. The deposits you have to make if you're 10 minutes late, it's this. It's, yeah, listen. Nothing <laughs> serious for us. <clears throat> okay. So I want to talk about like the natural hair movement. Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
i think I, my problem my biggest problem with the natural hair movement was it seemed like i think it was with twist outs now let me see in the sense that everybody was promoting twist outs and the goal of twist outs was that you twist your hair you'd reopen it and then it will give you this like loose curls mm-hmm. that are very mm-hmm. 3a aesthetic yes. looking yes it wasn't yes like the natural hair movement i feel like they neglected the 4c hair type a lot and mm-hmm. now I, now i'm not even seeing that the same vim for the natural hair movement of like oh black hair rock da, da, da. like i don't see uh-huh. it anymore i wonder where it has gone why we're not hearing them as much as before that's a very good question i i actually wondered the same thing and i can't quite put my finger on it either maybe the ig baddies have come around and you know lace the, right yes. like the new thing and everyone wants to tuck their hair away cornrow it do the weave thing and then or the wig thing and just go about their day mm. that's the trend that i've seen but i can't quite i can't sit here and give you an answer as to why i feel like the, the natural hair movement has just kind of faded away but i do agree with you that like when it did start it was very um what's the word i'm looking for they they had a type like you said three it was very it was curated for three three a to c hair type looking kind mm-hmm. of hairstyles mm-hmm. or you know flexi rod you yes, know yes. exactly hair that was just like loose styles, curls loose curls yes like hairstyles that will help force people achieve loose curls yep, that was what it was about it wasn't mm-hmm. about like Okay, as a 4C girl, how can I wash and go with my hair? As a 4C girl, what kind of hairstyles can I do without like without me twisting and then untwisting to make it look like that was manageable. Yes, that was the bulk of what I remember seeing, and I don't think I particularly um saw it until someone brought that point about. I was like, that's actually true. Mm. It's like it's the biggest things are just um rods and um loose curls and stuff. That was what was like people were pushing towards i think in nigeria now that i think about it hair on men so hair for women may not be political but for men it was with like Mm -hmm. the sars thing so when um stars and police would stop men i think and they have like locks or they have their hair braided cornrows they are seen as like scammers internet Mm. scammers yahoo boys that was that's the look your hair is braided your hair is dyed automatically they can you can be thrown into prison and your family would be looking for you off the top of your you've done your hair yeah so i feel like the politics for hair in nigeria was different because women it's not like that for women like mm-hmm. they're not like punished for it it's not that i remember if if you people know any examples please give me yeah. okay but like i the what i can remember is like for men it was it's different yeah okay i think my, I, can, I can definitely see that yeah. even back i mean in my country of mali i feel like that's the same but i don't know if they if they had issues with police because of hair i feel like it was more so being judged culturally yes because yes, your yes. hair isn't kept or you want to be yes. western and that's not our culture mm-hmm. so you would get that kind of flag but I, mm-hmm. I i don't know i don't know hair to be political in the sense that it was a safety issue for men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, do you know another thing I find funny is that, like, for, I'm going to use Michelle Obama as a reference. Okay. So all through them being in the White House for eight years, mm-hmm. her like she wore mainly weaves or her hair was straightened. Mm-hmm. But like it seemed like immediately after she got out of that office, she started wearing mm-hmm. her hair. Oh wow! I didn't um, even notice that. Yes, like <laughs> the pictures that she posts now, 
like her hair was I hair like natural hair just out just there but I've, i never once saw a glimpse of a hair that wasn't straight in throughout the eight years and it's just i wonder how if she wore her hair out her natural hair if first of all if barack would even have been president <laughs> that is actually wow You're if right. he would have been president or like how she would have been talked about i think another thing for me is that i wish like hair was just hair because here in the u.s people that wear their natural hair they, they there is a way people talk about them as like connecting to your roots to your africa uh-huh. in a way that i don't necessarily like oh like okay. she's the queen the hair yeah. is that proud <laughs> and i'm just here like i just wanted to wear my hair like this because i want to <laughs> i'm not particularly connected with any ancestors with any roots <laughs> With any African soil, just leave me. I like th- there's a way in which those conversations are had that mm-hmm. just makes me cringe a little bit for yeah. women, black women that wear their hair out, like their mm-hmm. natural hair. And what do you think about like wearing of wigs and weaves being prevalent? Do you think like oh that's a problem? Because some people, for some people, it's like oh that's women can wear their hair with whenever, however they want. And for some people, there's a critique of why are some people would say why are black women the only ones that wear any type of hair type but their mm. own hair type yeah what, what do you think about that i mean i think okay i don't think there's an issue with it but at the same time i think if we're really digging ultimately we have to agree that like it started with weaves and wigs and straighten our hair it's to assimilate right mm-hmm. you want to be <clears throat> as close to what is normal as possible Mm -hmm. without having been critiqued or analyzed or judged or whatever. So underneath it all, I do feel like, yeah, there is an element of not only assimilation, but trying to trying your hardest to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you Mm -hmm. get, you don't want to walk out of the house with your 4C hair and everyone's looking at you weird because that is the response that you're going to get versus your freshly new, a frontal wig laid straightened curled Mm -hmm. whatever the response you get is two different things and people have noticed that Mm -hmm. so naturally i always say this naturally people gravitate towards whatever makes them feel good whatever makes them feel seen accepted because it's a natural human feeling to want to be to to want to be validated Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of black women feel more validated when they wear their hair a certain type of way Mm -hmm. versus wearing it natural Mm. And it's true. I've seen it like myself when I wear my natural hair out, the response that I get versus having my wigs on is completely different. Even the type of men that approach me, completely different. At job interviews, I've worn my hair once natural before versus, you know, having my maybe hair tied in a in a turban or having a wig. And the responses were very different. You mm. can you can feel it almost, mm. you know, so I think that that's what makes the whole you know, wig and weave, and I think that that's what makes it more popular is because the response is different. It's true. Like, people validate you more when you look, quote-unquote, classy or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really my response to that. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, I think for... Maybe because I'm still... I don't think I've ever... Or maybe because that's the only thing I've really worn. I've, okay. I think I've worn wigs maybe a total of one month. 
in my six years that i've been in this country like if you add up all the instances that i've won away as of like one month at most two yeah my hair is always i wear my hair the way like my hair and so i don't know i don't think i have necessarily but to be honest, I remember when I wore my wear wig and people were like, Oh wow, that's banke. Oh I mean? and I remember yeah. thinking, hmm, so what's wrong with you people? All the hair I've been wearing. <laughs> <laughs> when you straighten your hair, do you remember that's what you got? Yes, yeah, I said I had a silk press. Yes, yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm. It's just it's just how it is. And it's sad to say, you know, because you want to be able to walk out of the house just as you are. Yes. You know, without adding, without modifying, without manipulating who you are. But mm-hmm. that is not the world that black people live in, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Yes. From my experience living here, that is not that is not the life that I've lived. Yeah. I've always had to manipulate something about myself to be accepted in certain spaces. Yeah. You know? Mm. And that, as far as hair is concerned, it's always been that way. My hair is always been done i feel like that is the one thing just like how you watch it in the movie mm-hmm. i feel like that is the one thing that then I also, ever after uh. yeah i always i just feel like even if my hair isn't completely done i have to, like it something just needs to it needs to look together mm. you know i would even get comment like comments from my mom like when you're stepping out of the house with maybe a bonnet on it's like where are you going why do you have your bonnet on i'm just gonna run down to this no fix your hair and then get out do you get what i'm saying comments like that it's so it's just always been that way for me and i feel like a lot of black women can agree to that experience like mm. living here requires you to look a certain way to fit into certain spaces okay let's let's hold that thought because i'll, I'll still come back to that i want okay. to, to say something okay there's something i don't the my only like pet peeve would not be like if I remember this time on TikTok where like a South I don't know, let me not say anything, I don't know. Like maybe an Asian person because I was about to say okay. Southern Asia, but I don't know which part of Asia it was. Like with <clears throat> like their hair. I think a man was like showing his hair off and coming it on TikTok and people were in the comments. I think it was like black women were in the comments and they're like, I can't wait for that. How would that look on my bundles? And I think that's when I think that's when things now get a little bit like, please, why are we doing this? Where is your where is the self-respect? So are you going on someone there and saying, I wish your hair on my head? Right. I think that's my that's my okay. That's when I'll be like, okay, please, please, please. Let's let's respect ourselves. So let's do this. I think that's my I think when it gets to a point where you're fetishizing every like every hair but Mm -hmm. the hair on your head i think Uh that's when like you have like when i feel like there's a problem somewhere there's an internal thing yes yes Yes, it's it's not just about it's not even just about like socializing and assimilating and navigating the world you're living in it's not about something in you like you don't feel like your hair is good as it is or something i hear you i hear you okay what do you now think if now for for women living in america the, wearing their hair in weaves and wigs is their way of like assimilating. What do you think about like women in maybe Nigeria, Ghana, Mali that mm-hmm. their hair, the way they if they wear their natural hair, it's not going to be a problem for them at work in anything, but they also don't want to wear their hair the way like their natural hair. It's just oh, like their natural hair is not something they ever think they can wear the way it is. Yeah. 
that's very interesting. I feel like in a professional setting, <coughs> there's still that element of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's still that element there to look professional. Like there's professionalism, obviously, in the professional environment. Like you mm-hmm. want to look the part. And I feel like a lot of, <coughs> a lot of people that live back home and work in offices and stuff like that and are educated, they... I'm sorry, but naturally they're just going to want to look a certain way because they think that that is what goes with um, with a professional setting. Do you get what I'm saying? Like as in what from what they've seen in movies mm-hmm. and watching TV. So they feel like for you to look look the part, you have to have your hair a certain way. Mm. Now, people that don't work in offices or don't work in that like super tight professional setting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, honestly. Even like for entrepreneurs, like stay at home yes, moms. Yes. It's still it's no. still a thing. Like yes. I have to have my hair together and braids and wigs, weave, you yes. know, anything like to keep upkeep my hair. Also maybe because maybe because you know, black hair is political globally and not just not just in America. Not just in America. You know what? I also feel like people don't. I don't know if this is going to sound like ignorance for people, or even for me saying it. It's like you don't know that you can wear your hair in natural. Yes, mm-hmm. because when I got here, I remember just being very confused on how to wear my hair. Now that I was wearing my hair natural, because I had never had my hair that way. My hair was always permed, and if my hair was permed, it was easy to just pack it to the back, you know, yes. just comb it every morning, pack it to yes. the back, and go out. Yes. But if I was wearing my hair natural, the hair care is different. Yes. And I didn't know how to navigate that because I had never had that before. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that might also be the same thing for people living in Nigeria. It's like, you've always won wigs, you've always won weaves, uh, mm-hmm. sewings and stuff, braids. You never think, oh, yes, you never think, what style can I actually do to my hair, to this hair itself? Yeah. I don't think people actually think about it because they've never had to or... They've, they've never, never had to. Yeah. But also because, like, you have to agree that, like, even when we were little, the reason we permed our hair <laughs> was to make it more manageable. Yes. So that reason, that whole, it comes, it low-key comes around, though, like... To that, like, you're, it's so hard. Your yes. hair is hard, it's coarse, it's yes. difficult. I can't come you know, straight. You have to manipulate it. So yes. if, you, if you were up, if you were raised with that notion, that that's that's all you're going to know. Mm-hmm. You're never going to give your, your hair the chance to to breathe, to be itself. You're mm-hmm. never going to, because you think as it's growing, it's hard. Let me just take care of it right now True. every every couple of weeks i'm perming my hair every mm-hmm. co- i don't even want to have to see the coils mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it speaks volumes because when the whole natural hair movement thing started a lot of women that um ended up doing the big chop like completely like mm-hmm. starting over and cutting their hair entirely mm-hmm. didn't know what their curl pattern looked like mm-hmm. until their hair grew out until mm-hmm. they put the perm away mm-hmm. So it, it it was new to, to them as well. It was just kind of like, oh my God, I didn't even know my hair grew out like this because mm-hmm. I haven't ever seen it fully in its natural state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be an ignorant thing, but also if you grew up thinking your hair is hard to deal with, yes, the whole world sees your hair as something mm-hmm. that's just coarse and just hard and needs mm-hmm. to be manipulated, then yeah, you're naturally just going to want to change it every time. Do whatever you need to do to make your hair simple. 
you know what I, you know what I also think about the natural hair movement? I think I've also noticed that a lot of people that had the big chop mm-hmm. wore their natural hair for like eight, ten years are going back to perming their hair. I saw this is the same. I a agree. lot of people. A lot of them. like it's not even a small number. Like plenty of people are just like I'm tired of this. I think another thing the natural hair movement did was they they made caring for black hair also complicated oh every new five months there was a new step in the wash yes. process first there was pre-pool there was co-washing there were, there's just so many so they just many. kept bringing and bringing and i don't know if it was the capitalist idea of the society where we have to have more oh, yeah. and more and pushing products to white black women to buy yes. Yes. i think that was also another aspect because if if you actually also think about the companies that sell products to black hair they are not even black owned. They're not. They're owned by white white men. Yes. Generally. So like, what did they even know about this black hair? And it was until yes, it was until I got on Twitter and then I followed this particular hairstylist, and she's always like, "You literally just need to wash, condition your hair, and style." But for years, there was. I remember one time in college, someone was asking me, "You don't know pre-poo and you have natural hair?" Yeah. I was yeah. like, "What's that? You yeah. don't know you're supposed to co wash." Yes. And I kept thinking, what are all these new terminologies you people are bringing? There's putting shiba um, sand in your hair, washing yes. your hair in rice water. The, clay, just... the clay wash. Yes. Oh my gosh. Washing your hair in ACV with vinegar. It's just, you just keep bringing and bringing. And it makes people so overwhelmed. And yes. thinking, when I was perming my hair, I just had to go to the hairstylist. Some people yes. even do it by themselves, just every eight weeks. And yes. that's really it. I'm not yes. doing any additional washing with rice water no, with clay nothing. water with and your hair grew just fine right your hair grew just fine. i don't i don't know who who do you we even started that movement of like every new these new things where people are actually going in the lab saying oh this is how no. we can improve hair or do i just say new no, products i just sell? think they just had their own you know everyone wanted to you know create their own natural hair care routine mm-hmm. and whatever worked for them they would put it on youtube and then boom there's this new bandwagon of mm. people following this new step. Oh my mm. God, this is the new step. Like we all got to try it. <laughs> that falls out. Somebody, somebody else comes up mm. with their own. You know what I'm saying? So people mm-hmm. were just kind of messing around with it because, to be quite frank, for the longest in the beginning, no one really knew what to do with it. Yes. People were literally just coming up with things like, oh, I noticed that you know when I pre-poo or when I oil my hair before washing it, it's less stripped, and then that became a thing. Oh, I started washing it with clay, and I've noticed that my hair is so much lighter and less dry. Mm. Everyone started hopping on that, and then brands will start to see that. And mm. like you say, they they want to capitalize off of it. And mm-hmm. every couple of months, a new product hit the street based on yes. what routine was popular. Mm. Oh, this new this this new product has ACV now, like you mm. know, as apple cider vinegar. Like yes. you should try it. This new product has. Um, aloe vera, raw aloe vera. You know, this one has flaxseed. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. This one has mayonnaise. There was one time exactly. that mayonnaise and eggs exactly. was the main thing everyone was dying Big about. Yogurt, yes. Like eggs. What? They just kept coming up with new things and you made a very good point. We live in a very capitalistic society, so every you know, every couple of weeks there's gonna be something else. Yes. yes. The market is flooded flooded i mean i can tell you when i first went natural those, those first five years my cabinet my bathroom cabinet was piled high 
it was ridiculous. I mean, anytime I saw a new product, I'm like, oh, I got to get that. Yeah. That's going to be the new thing that's going to make my hair super soft and manageable. Oh, my God, I got to get it. I got to get it. And after maybe like the sixth or seventh year, I literally stopped buying products. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is enough. Yeah. I- I'm literally tired. Like, I'm just going to wash, keep my hair clean, keep it moisturized and go. Whatever product makes my hair the most moisturized, that's what that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. I'll do a, you know I'll do a mask here and there and and that's it. All this extra avocado, mayo, eggs, Egg. I literally dropped mm-hmm. all of it. And you're right. Now I'm also starting to see a trend where all those natural hair people that you know started that whole movement are all perming their hair. Yes, I think it's also fatigue, and I think it's also I think there's we have to also be honest about black natural hair because i think like when people come out and say oh um it's hard mm. there's a lot of people that like jump on the bank bad dragon mm-hmm. like you just don't know how to do your hair i'm like no mm-hmm. it's actually mm-hmm. hard. It is hard. It is hard it's hard it's not it's not as simple as i have my hair permed and mm-hmm. then for like eight to ten weeks or thereabouts depends on how like kinky your hair is mm-hmm. i can go and just go with my hair with little little um hair care but i can't do yes. that if my hair is natural and i want to wear my hair natural every day, every day. it's hard yeah. and it's hard and those are kinds of the conversations that people if you say out actually on social media people hey you don't know what you're doing with your hair i feel tr- like we i know what i'm doing with my hair it's just hard sometimes <laughs> i'm tired sometimes yes. i just want to put the hair where i don't uh, it's, it's i want to roll out of bed brush it and go but you can't that. Yes. you can't and that's just the honest truth and i think for the people that are going back it's just fatigue yes. of a lot of things that they they were doing like as we said the products the steps some people's hair routine steps were the whole day and why am i why is my hair taking a whole day from from 10 to like 7 i'm doing hair my literally. hand is turning and turning for what literally sundays hair care day you cannot go anywhere and Isn't i mean that? you just have to just take the day off <sighs> because by the time you're done pre-pooing washing conditioning deep conditioning uh-huh. you're not saying what am i going to style it you're doing mm-hmm. air drying it you know detangling styling cold Un- dryer results until the next morning imagine that yes Yes. Imagine that. It is hard. Black hair is hard to care for. Yes. You're very right. That's not something that I think we should shy away from ever. It is very hard to and I think that's also that's another reason why we keep running to wigs and and yes, yes. because it is easy. It's It's easy easy to put your hair in cornrows. Yes. And wear a wig on and go. Brush the wig, go. Literally, that's it. Or have an install where the the wig is on your head hair. Mm-hmm. You literally get up, style it a little bit, go. And that even depends on the hair, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's also another thing. Like, we want the easy way. We want to yes. be able to get up and just do the simple thing and leave the house. Mm-hmm. It's the morning. You just want to get to work. <sighs> I wish you had it easier. <laughs> okay, so what do you think, like, um, for... So apart from that now, if for people that want to wear their hair natural, yeah. how do you think for it's just like uh, it's just 
I know this question is going to be stupid. Just like asking, how can we solve it? Sex <laughs> How can we solve it? What can we do? <laughs> what can we do? As the black women in society, what can we do? Anyways, <laughs> what do you think can be done for like for people that want to wear their hair in super professional settings, like very corporate America? What like I don't know because there are never easy answers because these uh-huh. things are even when no one tells you, you kind of feel it. I think. In the way yeah. you're approached, in the way people start to react to you, when you start like wearing your hair natural in some uh-huh. places, I've never been in spaces like that. I'm That's fortunate it. to always have been in places where I've worn my hair and I feel okay wearing it. But I think uh-huh. some people have n- not have that same luxury of Agreed. wearing their hair the way they want it without uh-huh. feeling like everyone is looking at them, or like our nappy leave after sister. Yes. Yeah. Because she was she was working in a very super professional place too. Yes. I think that was added to her phobia of wearing her hair. Yeah, yeah, yes. phobia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There is no. I think you should just do what makes you comfortable. Do you think? And you should be afforded that. If that means yeah. wearing literally your four C hair, like literally just brush it, put it in a bun, and go, mm-hmm. then you should be afforded that without having to be looked down on. But without microaggressions. You know, exactly. You know, no microaggression. I feel like if the minute we start to respond to natural hair with some positivity, not that we haven't, but, you know, in the way that it that actually is um, genuine, that actually makes sense when we respond to it in a proper manner, in a <clears throat> realistic manner, I think more women will feel comfortable literally rocking a lazy natural hairstyle. Lazy, you know, mm-hmm. just literally brushing your hair, putting it in a bun with a puff and just going to work. <coughs> Once they start to see that, okay, my coworkers aren't looking at me weird or I haven't received any weird comment today, then people will really naturally just start to just flow in. But if you feel like you've always been in spaces where you've had to manipulate your hair, mm-hmm. then that's gonna that's gonna be hard to to deal with. Just mm-hmm. like in that movie. Like mm-hmm. it took her time not only for her to come into herself and to build that confidence within mm-hmm. herself, mm-hmm. but also I feel like because she started doing that like the world responded to her differently too so i think it's the two like you have to really genuinely appreciate your own hair yep and i feel like a lot of women don't yes and i think i, I said this for everything it's just like when i hear first maybe first woman to do something and in my mind i'm when people are celebrating maybe i'm just like the grinch of success because i'm not just over there saying i wish we didn't have to celebrate like this. Right. I think that's my biggest... It's like, I wish I'm not hearing first woman, first black person to so I hear so. that. I mm-hmm. wish we didn't have to. It's just the same for hair. I wish hair was just hair. Okay. I wish, like... I wish it didn't come with any... We didn't attach different moral values. And that's, I think, that's why I always push back on the... I'm wearing my hair naturally, so I am connected to the African... Mother Africa, mm-hmm. Mama Nature stuff. Because you are... It's just like if I if for me now I prefer dresses that are mid length, midi length, and I don't okay. like the fact that if you if you dress that way, your people ascribe to you modesty and morality yes, that I don't necessarily yes. ascribe to. Yes. Than women that want like shorter length things, right? Uh-huh. So it's seen as a as a matter of morals, and I yes. wish it wasn't. That's the mm-hmm. same thing with hair too. For women that wear their hair natural, or people that wear more wigs or weaves, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a case where it's like the women wearing their natural hair. The maybe they are the um 
like I said, the Black Panthers and stuff, the <laughs> embracing their black the queens. Yes, the queens, <laughs> the crowns and stuff. And while the ones wearing wigs and weaves are the IG bodies and stuff. Yes, I don't want I people to ascribe morality for things. I don't like it. Yeah. It's just hair and it it's should be treated as just hair. It's just That's hair. Yeah. the crux of my matter. It's mm-hmm. just hair. Yeah. Yes. All okay, right. you have to think about yes you have to think about pop, pop culture okay i don't really have any big topic but um you know you know shatawale oh, yes. i mentioned this to you <coughs> <laughs> the boy that's been warring on oh, girl so let me give you guys the um five one what's that thing when people are giving the summary of something let me give the cliff notes. Okay. Cliff okay. Note. So Shatawale is a Ghanaian artist. He lives in Ghana. And then he came out on Twitter and had some points about like Nigerians not supporting Ghanaian music in the way Ghana Ghanaians support Nigerian music. And I feel like he spoke about it in a sense with a sense of entitlement. Um I listened to a couple of spaces today on Twitter and some people were saying some, I think in Nigeria, someone in the Ghanaian like music industry was saying that if Whiskey and Davido, when they get to Ghana, the kind of reception they receive where everyone is hailing them from the airport, following them to their hotel, like those Ghanaian artists, they headline shows in Ghana, but you don't have the same thing in Nigeria. I don't think like... What's his name? Sakode is headlining shows in Nigeria or stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so they're like, they, we're not supporting the, them the way they support us. Uh-huh. What do you think? What do you think about that whole situation? I mean, I don't, to be quite frank with you, I, I've never really. <clears throat> I, I feel like I slightly, just slightly agree with him only because, yeah, mm-hmm. only because. I have heard a lot of Nigerian artists say that they've toured in Ghana mm-hmm. and have had nothing but good things to say. Mm-hmm. They <coughs> love Ghana. Love mm-hmm. it. They love the people. They love the way that they've been received. Literally. Mm-hmm. And that's, that goes from Wizkid, Berna, Davido, even smaller artists. Mm-hmm. Have like Rema and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've loved Ghana. But I cannot say the same for Ghanaian artists about Nigeria. Do you think but, it's because they're not as just big? It's just like now for Bonaboy, Davido, uh, and Whiskey. It's like they go to places. I don't know. There was one particular country that Davido went to. They don't even speak English. They speak Dutch. And the reception uh, there, you wouldn't expect. Do you just think that it's because they're just international acts? Uh, and uh, wherever they go to, they're they just received like that. It regardless regardless Sakodi cannot go to that country now and receive that same reception that that's true davido them are going to receive you just think it's just they're just that big that anywhere they go to they are just seen like oh this these people we are here to listen to them i agree i think you do you've made a very good point there i have to agree because i mean i don't know that many people know shatawale like he's he's very ghanian based like not that he's not big but people do not watch <coughs> when they think of Ghanaian artists. The, I didn't even know him. The one I knew was Sakurdi. I knew him. Yes. But I didn't know. And I recently 
new um lot of what's named darko vibes because mm-hmm. they really collaborated with him this with him. Uh-huh. last year rather so that's right. how i even knew of someone like that artist yeah. and mm, i don't know the entitlement just it's just kind of i think another thing that maybe other african artists don't like about nigeria is that for nigerians if they hear a sound nigerian music industry if they hear a sound in another um african country that they like uh-huh. they'll come back to nigeria they'll replicate it they'll make it nigerian mm. and everyone the world will know that sound through nigeria, nigeria. rather than the african country that song country came that from. from i hear i hear you i just like the sound from if mm-hmm. that sound that if came off from was a Ghanaian <laughs> sound but if became the biggest african um ria what's that certification people riaa certification <laughs> it was the highest certified song african certified song ever really? before essence came wow yes and that sound came from i think i don't know is runtown nigerian or Ghanaian? runtown is a uh, nigerian do you know i thought that man was Ghanaian? right so that sound was that pompon sound was ghanian sound and even uh-huh. with i'm a piano now yes it's just like all the yeah. another thing all the all the i'm a piano songs i know all of them are nigerian yeah like all the the biggest i'm a piano songs a lot of them are nigerian, nigerian but yeah. that's not even where it came from i think from. so i think Maybe other African artists can also replicate that in the sense that if they go to another country, another African country, and they hear uh-huh. something they like, yeah, they can they can make it there in a way that the people in their country would country would like. With yes. It, yes, and I didn't know until today with this discussion that um was they use a lot of Nigerian artists used a Niger- um, Ghanaian phrase called order. I know I've been I used to hear it a lot of nigerian songs and i didn't know the meaning it didn't sound like a nigerian word but that's also a way where like they also connect with other with the Ghanaians. yes they'll go there they'll hear they'll hear little phrases they'll add it to their songs with the with the sound they are using and so it's not like it's not foreign to them when Ghanaians are hearing it hearing it yeah i agree that that's definitely a fair analysis of it because i mean for the past couple of years nigeria really has been taking sounds from different countries and you know when people hear that from those particular country they resonate with it they're like oh my god like this nigerian artist is doing something you know that's mm-hmm. from our nation and it yes. makes it makes those people love you even more because it's like okay you enjoy our culture yes yes so we will also enjoy you so that definitely you know and nigerian artists also like they collaborate with a lot of other african artists this too. is true mm-hmm. like it's not it's not a matter of hoarding and i think maybe because there was one time i used to listen to this podcast a music based nigerian podcast and they had this Ghanaian artist on and this one and these people were telling him that oh do you know that your song is so big in nigeria why have you not done more promo have you not done more shows so people will know you more i was like oh really he didn't even know but wow. i can't i can't sit down and say that if there's a nigerian would have been in ghana going from places <laughs> i think maybe it's another Denver like city city. yes i think it's, it's not like because nigeria is the poverty capital of the world mm. oh, we are that yes we are hustling we need money <laughs> True hustlers. yes it's just i think there's another thing because a lot of nigerians that 
are using music to make it. So it's not, they have to, they're working hard at it because they need it. Yes. I don't know if, I don't know the same because I'm not familiar with like Ghanaian acts and mm-hmm. what they, where, where they come from and how they view music. And it's right. so funny for Shatawale because he had a song with Beyonce. And I liked his song the most out of all the yes. other songs. Yes. So I don't know what his problem is. How <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm dead. Maybe he's just feeling a little way because, you know, Ghanaian music is very good. I just feel like it's... I don't even want to use the word underrated because people are very aware mm-hmm. of Ghanaian music, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's not where Nigerian music is. Yes. And maybe that's what's making him feel that some way. kind of way. Is that the potential lies there. Mm-hmm. The, pot- the potential is there. And mm-hmm. he sees it. He recognizes his country for the artistry that it has or whatever, but it's not where Nigeria is. I think and it's not being too. accepted by Nigerians. Maybe that's what's doing him a little bit because yeah. it's like, Ghanaians love Nigerian music. Mm-hmm. We accept you guys. We love you guys. We celebrate you. But he's maybe not feeling that energy from Nigerians, which is true. I, you can't deny that. When Nigerians, Nigerians can be very um, self-centered. Like when they're yes. in their own world, they're yes. in their own worlds. Confidence know? bordering on arrogance. Yes, that's it. We only see us. <laughs> yeah. No, but I also think like, <laughs> so for Whiskey now, he's he uses a lot of Ghanaian producers, mm-hmm. directors. Yep. I don't, and a lot of them, they go to Ghana a lot. A lot of like all this, like now David is in Ghana. He has been there for like two, three days. He's just there with his family, right? And I don't, I don't think they're doing the same. What do you mean? Like I don't think they're coming to Nigeria, promoting their songs oh. in Nigeria the way like. I see the way mean. now in like a Nigerian artist would promote a song and he'll mm-hmm. go to places. Yes. I don't think you're doing the same level of okay. promo. I hear you. Another that thing could is, be true. Yes, like they're Nigeria, not, we're a lot not, of people. Right. We're a lot of people. Right. I think like they're our diaspora. Our diaspora buying power. Apart from like 200 and something million Nigerians living in Nigeria, the amount of Nigerians outside of Nigeria are also a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's where the money is with the shows that they go mm-hmm. to outside of Nigeria, mm-hmm. the streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like for Ghana, is they see themselves as next to us, and yeah. so, so it's easy for them to just say, ah, ah, "Is it not those people over there? What are they yes, doing that we're not that, doing?" That's what I'm saying. Yes, mm. agreed. <sighs> like brothers and sisters, right? Two brothers, brothers two brothers fighting over me. You know, we come from the same household. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> one is not and I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, they they sort out their another thing. Do you know Amare? Do you know Amare? Amare, no, I don't know Amare. Okay, if you knew how I was talking about her, okay, no problem. Mm. What other news? Do you have any pop culture things that you saw? Um, that just you know, you like interesting. Yeah. Um, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how confident I am about bringing this up. It didn't really. It didn't really make the news that okay. much. But um, I saw last week that you know Chris Brown was trending yet again, Ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Baby Boy just cannot just keep stay himself away. out of the news. <laughs> stay away! Like <coughs> it's just ridiculous at this point. And I guess, you know, one of these little TikTokers had DM'd him, and apparently she's 13, 
and she DM'd him just hi, and he replied with something along the lines of, hi, do you live in LA? Like, he jumped right into it, Mm -hmm. and the girl, you know, screenshotted the message and Mm -hmm. made a TikTok of it, (laughs) literally, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. so impressionable, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, she was just kind of bragging about it, like, you know, as in, like, Chris Brown answered to me, you know, like, he responded to my DM, mm-hmm. and everyone was critiquing him on, like, why he's talking to a 13-year-old. That, just that, Bunky, I just feel like at this, in this day and age, yeah, mm-hmm. on social media, there's so many things you can find out about someone mm-hmm. based off the things that they post, and mm-hmm. I just feel like someone like him who doesn't care to take the necessary step to do what he needs to do before reply. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just like he calls for it at this point. Mm. Do you get me? It was, yes. just, very, it yes. was just very like, it's like you're a big celebrity yes. and you know, like, I don't know because it's just weird because even a few months ago, some mm-hmm. girls, Rihanna's fans were saying, mm-hmm. Oh, they want to like implicate. What's that one that she's dating? Is it ASAP? Oh yeah, ASAP Rocky. ASAP by saying he was he has dated underage girls before. They were going to do that, and it just seems like if you're an artist, I'm sure that like people heard about it because Rihanna was liking a bunch of things on Twitter that seemed like she heard what they were going said they were going to do. Oh. So as an artist, you know you know that like yeah. underage girls are all over social media. All over. I don't know what like are you that what was your what's what is your body shaking? And I'm sorry, Bunky, but that girl did not look a day over seventeen, eighteen. I swear to you. You look at her face, you just know. I didn't Certain see the adults picture do like have that. baby faces, but like you Like know, if you see a baby country. face, you should want to to I confirm. Yes, yes, like how old is this person? How old is this girl? And based on her po- if you even go to her Instagram, mm-hmm. When you see, like, little kids like that, 13, 12, 14, 15, they have a tendency, there's a way they post. Mm. And you can tell, like, it's very immature almost. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. you can pick up on little things like that. You can go to their, like, the way they caption their pictures, things like that. You think he went to go and believe? He didn't look at anything. He just responded to that message. He didn't, (laughs) just, no sense, just vibes. He didn't even say, how old is this girl? What's going on? He just said, where are you? Come to my yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Literally. It's like Why for someone, literally? he just attracts trouble, just problems. Yes. Like, yes. if he's not making, like, sideways comments about, like, dark-skinned women or, or their hair or, or, like, fat women. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just always getting himself in something, you know. It's, it's, like, easily avoidable to just ask. If, if you even asked, how old are you? Yeah. First of. Absolutely. At least then people would not say that you didn't ask. Yes. If anything like this were to leak, they would see that, okay, you actually took the time <clears throat> to see and inquire. It just seems like he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. That's that's, that's another thing that, that just irritated me a little bit more about him. It's just like, he claims to be so hated, but he does the stupidest things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, it's avoidable. It's mm-hmm. not things that are not avoidable out of his control. These are things that he can very well control. Mm-hmm. He can. He has the ability to, but he just chooses not to mm-hmm. because he's Chris Brown. Yes. And I just don't understand with, with the kind of track record he has, Banke. <coughs> you would think, you would just think like this dude is extra careful. Like mm-hmm. he's literally retracing his steps, but he's not. Kid. Like that's because people will still buy his music. People will still yeah. listen. He'll still headline yep. shows and go on tours yep. 
and yep. thousands and hundreds of thousands of people yep. would still go yep. so it's like if there are no consequences for all my actions thus far yeah, oh, yeah. what is the incentive for yeah. behaving better yeah agreed literally nothing like nothing because <laughs> either way i'm gonna go to my shows I'm still yes i'm going to have the money i'm gonna have the money nothing mm-hmm. has changed in my life I'm, yep. i haven't gone poor nothing. nothing my life will continue to just be the way that it is yes i only have to deal with a little bit of media yes people will talk about it maybe for like two months yeah, i'll be in the news and then it's that's fine that's it mm-hmm. we go back to normal yes even other artists like he's not even um what's that word I still isolated from other artists. Other artists oh, no, no, still no. like him. Like yeah. he'll still get collaborations Absolutely. with people. Like Drake, like he had a collaboration oh, yeah. with Drake, big numbers and stuff. So Absolutely. Like, Her, both musically, know. monely, professionally, yep. he's not hurting. So why like why is he going to behave any better? At all. Nothing. But do you I, think I, now, talking about like underaged um boys and girls on social uh-huh. media for like uh-huh. parents that are even like thinking okay what's stopping a predator from actually yes. DMing an impressionable 15 year old yes. what can they even do what can these companies these tech companies do to make sure that people are not taking advantage of the minors and their platforms because it's weird i see people like the way people are on social media and then later they'll be like oh turning 17 today and i'm like eh yeah. yeah you've been 16 yeah. and all the things you've been yeah. stuck and i'm just yep. like what's going on <laughs> it's very hard monkey i honestly do not even know where they could begin because i'm pretty sure like twitter i feel like has an age restriction you have to be 13 but there's no um there's no way to truly verify whether people are 13 15 mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. so, so mm-hmm. the social media people can't really do much mm-hmm. you know unless the person has outed their age yeah. and their platform knows mm-hmm. but then i feel like that's a conversation again for the platform and mm. also the parents mm. how am i going to raise my child to understand that okay certain certain social media uh, uh, sites i shouldn't even really be on i don't think there's even tiktok is bad i don't think there's any social media sites don't be watching I mean, youtube that's all <laughs> that's all you need like, because i don't think there's everything because i don't think there's any social media sites that is safe because i heard about things there was one time that i heard about that there was a prank on tiktok of they they think they want to prank their schools about like school shootings and a bunch of kids actually Mm. kind of did that and some of them were expelled rightfully so because it's not a joke it's easy for them to just be sucked into things that are serious because everything is a joke to teenagers. Everything is yes. about having fun and laughing and kicking. Uh-huh. Like, oh, God damn. Oh, I'm so smart. Do you understand? Right. I don't know, man. But when when that news surfaced, when that Chris Brown, when I heard about it uh-huh. last week, late last week, it just made me think about a bunch of, like, teenagers that are on platforms like that, DMing, like, older people. Celebrities. Like, yes, yes. And, you know, people, hoping that they answer. Yes. And even people just going out of their way to target minors and taking advantage of them yep. it's just awful i don't know very awful and i to be i to be quite frank i really do not know mm-hmm. where we could start mm-hmm. with that conversation of you know trying to help it, it's just because if you take it away from them they'll figure out they'll a way find a way that's what yeah, i was about to say like they are smart they're sneaky behind their back you yes. know behind your back so mm-hmm. it's like you know what do you do 
what do you do at that point? Because you can tell them all you want and you can cut them off, but they will find access. They will find a way. Kids are very smart. Yes. And I, I don't feel like, I don't think I will ever be the type of parent to be that way where it's like I have to take things away from you because I just naturally know that you're going to be very curious the minute I do. Yes. And that's yes. going to drive you to figure out a way to get access to it by any means possible. <coughs> and that is also where the issue lies, mm-hmm. where they're willing to, to do whatever it is that you're telling them not to do any which way possible, by any means necessary. There, There's danger that lies in that. Mm. So it's like, you know, I, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I really <sighs> do not know. Me too. Parenting. <laughs> Me too. You might not say, God, God protect you people, okay? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'm okay. Um, thank you so so much for agreeing to come on here. I enjoyed um, myself. Me too. I know. <laughs> okay. I and enjoyed myself thoroughly. Thank you. Thank you. This is a good vibes place. We come yeah, here for absolutely. Good, good vibes. vibes. <laughs> like I say, good vibes. vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs> like I always say at work, positive vibes. No, That's positive all vibes I'm here for. Positive vibes only. <laughs> So, um, I truly do enjoy talking to you. I always tell you this. I always learn something whenever I'm having like a discussion with you, or we're just talking, you know, regularly, yes, like well. at work. Yes. You're just so smart and intriguing. Thank you. Oh, I'm loving this new podcast for you. Thank I hope you. you with it. It's this is you Thank <laughs> for you. sure. Thank you. And I enjoy talking to you. Like I feel like at work. Mm-hmm. You're one person that I just sit down and just be like, hmm, do you think it's stress? <laughs> and I do that with you always every week. Where I'm just like, oh, what do you think? And we talk about anything from anything and everything. Very serious to very like minute topics. Yes. But I think it's the fact that any conversation we have, we can intellectualize it. It's just yes. there's no particular topic that we find oh, this is, this is a flimsy topic to talk about yeah. in serious yeah. ways. Agreed. And I enjoy talking to you too. Like you always, because I'm very, I'm the kind of person that I always see things in a, in a way of critique. Everyone is doing something <laughs> wrong. Like that's how I see a lot of things. And when I talk to you, you always make me think about it again. Take a step oh. back to like, hmm, and maybe I was too, I was too quick to say that about uh, those people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, yes. So thank you again for of coming. Of course, of course. Okay. And thank you to the listeners for listening. Thank you for coming back again. I see you guys. When I started, I didn't even know that you people would actually listen, but people have been listening and I've been getting good feedback. So thank you mm-hmm. for making it to almost 60 minutes. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.